Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports and former editor of the Washington Times and uh, a good friend of this program. And Fran, thank you for coming on the show. And before I ask you about your polling, what do you make of Biden? Well, to, to your point, Roy, uh, I think you know he's the establishment candidate. They, the, obviously, the the party bigwigs realize that Sanders would be would be dead if he went up against Trump. Uh, so Biden, by default, almost is the, is their candidate uh, to defeat Sanders. But I think they are probably increasingly looking at the same stuff that we are and wondering how is it possible for a guy with dementia to be the next president of the United States. So is there, do you think, I mean, you're, you're a veteran of the political reality in Washington. Is there an end game here? Or is Sanders expendable at some point? I know that people, some people have suggested Hillary Clinton's going to pop out of a birthday cake and be the next, be the candidate again. I, and I don't want to go that far, but what do you say? Well, I mean, I think, I think we're, in, we're in strange new territory here, Roy. Certainly in my lifetime, I'm not, I can't speak to the 1800s or something, but uh, I mean, clearly... Uh, this guy is a gaffe a second. Um, Trump, of course, if he debates him, has to be very careful that he doesn't appear to be beating up on Grandpa, I think. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's some risk to, to Trump there, too. Uh, but, uh, I mean, this guy, I mean, it's it, it's scary to think that this guy could be the next president. So the question is, do the Democrats have a brokered convention? Uh, does a dark horse emerge like a Hillary or something like that? Um who knows? Plus, Who knows? a lot of people are scratching their head at how the party of diversity uh, has ended up with two elderly white men as their finalists. That's also a very interesting aspect of it, isn't it? Uh, and and here they are. You've got Bernie Sanders going up against Joe Biden, and it's not exactly the most appealing visual on TV. And it's just one, two, a couple of pissed off old white guys yelling at each other. It's not. It doesn't work. Uh, yeah, especially for a party that is is. is patted itself on the back for years as being so diverse and right. and politically correct. Right. So you're polling now on Rasmussen Report. 60% of those who are going to vote Republican believe that the COVID-19 virus uh, reality scare um, growth uh, is, is going to be, or is being exploited by media and some politicians to attack Donald Trump. Would you speak to that, please? Right. Well, I think a lot of it is, I mean, think, think about what Trump said in the press conference a couple weeks ago. Uh, when when they were asked about Pelosi's comments about it, um, Trump saying, "Hey, this is a time. This is a, a potential national emergency. This is a time where we should be pulling together uh, and not playing politics." And yet, um, I've never seen coverage of this thing like I've seen before. I mean, SARS, swine flu, Ebola, all these health scares we've had in recent years. None of them have gotten the kind of mileage that this thing is getting. I mean, it's like every time somebody is. Uh, a case pops up anywhere in the world. It's like a, a banner headline. Uh, and I think a lot of um, Republicans feel that Moscow, you know, the, the Russia collusion fantasy didn't work. 
the Ukraine fantasy didn't work, so now the media and the Democrats are on to coronavirus and trying to turn it into a Katrina moment. So regardless of what may happen internationally, the Democrats are using the reality of the coronavirus to attack Donald Trump and his administration as being not properly in control and not handling things properly. So that would be the, the argument then. Right. Well, th- here's, here's a good example. Here it is in microcosm. Three weeks ago when, when Trump barred visitors from China, just said no uh, because of the coronavirus thing. Um, he was immediately denounced by a number of top Democrats as a racist for doing that. Say so it was completely unnecessary. He's a racist. Okay. Three weeks later, these same exact same people are criticizing Trump, saying he's not doing enough. And and mo- and the public health people are all saying now, yes, the president was smart to do that. We didn't weren't even recommending it to him at the time, but he was very smart to do that. So the experts are are patting him on the back. Now the Democrats are doing a complete flip-flop on that and saying Trump's not doing enough. What are the American people saying as far as their level of satisfaction is concerned in the handling of the coronavirus crisis? You know, Roy, that's, you know, you're almost asking me anecdotally there because I don't really have data to say. I think most people are taking it in stride. I think people are certainly concerned about it. They're keeping an eye on it. But I just came back from a... Uh, a, a flight, a trip out west and back, and I didn't see a single mask on anybody in the four airports I was in. Uh, now, that's not to say I'm sure at LAX and, and San Francisco, you know, uh, where there's more visitors from that direct that part of the world, uh, you're going to see masks. Uh, but on the East Coast, I don't see a lot of panic. I see concern. Uh, people are certainly following the story, but I think also the media is is certainly fanning up the level of concern. Uh, and um, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. I suppose it's going to be part of the political debate heading toward November. No matter what happens, coronavirus is going to be part of the election, and who knows how big a part. Right. Well, that's. I mean, obviously, we hope uh, that you know the, the vaccine will come out. You know, we'll we'll, we'll be able to nip this thing. Uh, uh, from what I'm reading and seeing, it's not. You know, obviously, it's not 100% fatal, so that's good news. Uh, the people that seem to be dying of it, for the most part, seem to be people that were already at risk. Uh, so, you know, that's good news. Uh, but obviously, if this thing gets much, much, much worse, people are always going to be looking for a scapegoat, and the Democrats will be happy to provide Trump. Mm. Yeah, lots to come. And uh, and I'm really still curious about what's going on with Joe Biden. He was politically, he had rigor mortis was set in a week, just over a week ago. And it was over. Joe Biden was done. It was history. It was good. You know, that Corvette that he was driving around on, his, on the vice president's grounds a couple of years ago? Well, now he was probably going to be allowed to go out and drive it on the street because there was nothing politically left for him. And now, suddenly, uh, he's the projected winner for, for many d- Democrats. And he's making, he's doing what he did last night. It's just too weird. Well, it's, I mean, there's an inevitability to it. Roy, I mean, the, this momentum, you know, he's got the momentum going. Obviously, he, again, he was the establishment figure right from the start. He was the one that all the major Democrats were saying a year ago was going to end up being the nominee. And if you'd asked me a year ago, in fact, I'm sure you did, I probably told you that Biden was not going to be the nominee because I didn't think he could go the length. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, yeah. And I just don't think, you know, I, I just don't think the guy's that bright to begin with. Uh, and uh, But anyway... Um, here it is. I mean, the Democrats know they can't run Sanders. They know ultimately that the socialism tag is just, 
you know, that's just too strong. He can't, they, they just think he can't win a national election with that tag. So therefore, you know, what are you left with? And, and Biden is, again, he's got kind of the machine behind him. Uh, so the machine, the momentum is carrying, will probably carry him across the finish line. Uh, and there's really nothing anybody can do to stop it at this point. Unless Biden says, you know, I'm out all of a sudden, you know, my doctor has diagnosed me with this and I'm out of it. Uh, and then I don't know what the Democrats would do. Then you yeah. might see a dark horse jump in or something like that. But you know, the smart people in the party know that Sanders cannot be the nominee. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do exactly? And there's a long time between now and the convention in Milwaukee, and uh, Sanders, not Sanders, uh, Biden's got all sorts of opportunities to you know shove both feet back in, and it's it's kind of sad to see it's. Uh, you know, uh, we look at the United States, we look at the political process, we look at the election of the president, and we recognize that that's the most significantly important political position in the world, the most powerful political position in the world. And uh, and, and, and then you look at, you know, Sanders and, and, uh, and Biden for the Democrats. It's just, it just doesn't compute. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.